It's great to have you with us from wherever you're tuning in from. For more information about Elevate Church or to contact us, head to our website, elevatechurch.me and take us wherever you go by downloading our Elevate Church AU app. We hope this message inspires and helps you to take your next steps in your journey. Hey, it's good to be here. Man, that worship was awesome. That was so good. That wasn't MacGyver. That was James Bond. That was amazing. Come on. Hey, um, it's great to be here and uh, I love coming here. It's, it, you have something really special about to happen in this place. Something special. It's like God is preparing this place for something really significant. Um, so I want to encourage you that this is a time of relaunching something very exciting. Um, and with that worship just now, man, I think it's going to be awesome. The place of, of starting anything is in the place of worship. But it's 2024. In case you haven't noticed, and you've all got the word for the year, more in 24 or something like that. But I want to suggest you something. I want to suggest something. Two weeks in, we are full bore ahead. We've got our plans. School's getting back soon. We are just running. And I just want you to stop for a minute and did what everybody did in December. Look back for a minute. Look back on last year and ask this question. What was it you were glad you did last year? Like maybe you got engaged. You're glad you did. Maybe you made a financial decision and you invested somewhere and you're starting to see returns. You're going, I'm so glad I listened to that advice. Maybe you shifted house. I'm so glad we shifted house. That neighbourhood was pretty bad. Um, I'm so glad I'm living where I am now. Maybe there's something you look back and go, that was something I made a good move on last year. I'm so glad I did that. Or maybe there might be some disappointments. Maybe there's, I wish I hadn't. Maybe there was stuff like, gee, I wish we hadn't shifted. I wish I hadn't bought that new car. I wish I hadn't changed jobs. I wish I didn't get married. Now, if you're in that place, see Mark and Louis afterwards, that's nothing to do with me. But today we want to talk about, and as you've already heard, where the theme is, you'll be so glad you did. Timeless advice for troubled times. Anyone got, you know, like remember a, a dad or a, a, a wise sage or a teacher who gave you some advice many years ago that you've stuck to? Like my dad said to me, Steve, and I remember it ringing over in my head over and over again. He'd say, Steve, son, if a job's worth doing, it's worth doing well. Anyone get that advice? See, I think my dad gave me that advice because he thought I needed it. And I don't think I've been doing it. But it's still up there, right? It's still there. If a job's worth doing, do it well. But I want to give you some timeless advice that I hope, I believe, you might be glad you did. But remember, this is advice. It's not rules. It's, you might have better rules than me, but here's some advice. You ready? Here it is. One word. Sit back. Seatbelts on. Here comes the word. Listen. That's it. Listen. That's pretty simple. 
Now, if you're married, got a partner, maybe you've been uh, at work and you've heard someone say to you the dreaded question, are you listening? Are you listening to me? Now, if you're a male, you may have heard it more than the females, but it has a tendency to go, are you listening? I was on the phone this week. I had a particular company ring me up because a bill hadn't been paid. And it's a bill that my office pays. And I said, look, I'm very sorry. Um, It should have been paid. I saw the email. My office isn't back till Tuesday. My accounts department's back on Tuesday. I'll get it sorted Tuesday. Very good, sir. Well, Um, we actually could offer you a payment plan. I said, I don't need a payment plan. My office will fix it up. I'm sorry, it must have just got caught up with all the busyness of December. We will pay the bill Tuesday. Thank you, sir. So the the, the plan that we could offer you is, no, 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 no. I can't do the plan. I'll pay it Tuesday. Thank you, sir. Well, the plan that we've got, if you do a, I said, are you listening to me? She literally said, are you listening to me? Now, if you get that question, what you're dreading, especially if you're like me who's been sitting there watching the cricket and your wife's trying to have an in-depth conversation and she says, are you listening to me? And I go, of course I am, Cam. I'm listening. Of course I am. And then comes the follow-up question. You don't want this follow-up question? So what did I say? Well, which part of the conversation do you want me to answer? You see, listening is not being still or being quiet. It's actually hearing. And I want to suggest to you today, if we could learn to listen, we could change a lot of things. So where do you go if we're going to talk about listening? Because listening actually is the easiest thing to do and yet sometimes can be the hardest. So... Let's go to the father of listening. His name is Professor or Dr. Um, Ralph, and I forgot his name, Ralph Nichols. Now, Ralph has been nicknamed the father of listening. He's actually part of, you didn't know there was one, the International Listening Society. Fancy that, eh? Could you imagine the minutes of the board meeting? There wouldn't be much written down, would there? Because everyone's listening. But he's part of the International Listening Society. He, he lectures at the University of Minnesota and they did a research on listening. They went to a manufacturing plant just in Chicago and they asked a huge one and they did a research. They found some interesting facts. And there were some interesting comments. This is one particular comment that came out. It says this. One person said, I've been thinking back about the things that have gone wrong over the past couple of years. And I suddenly realised that many of the troubles have resulted from someone not hearing something or getting it distorted. Hmm. They reflected back and went, there is something not right here. You know, I wonder how much of what we have done, the troubles that we face, is because we haven't listened. So we want to talk about listening because he, he also made this statement. He said, the most basic of all human needs is the needs to un- be understood. Sorry, I'll say that again. The basics of all human need is the need to, be, to understand and be understood. 
The best way to understand people is to listen to them. Do you know, listening is not just something that is good for us, it's good for others. And so when we talk about listening today, this is more than just a, oh, I've got to try and solve the problems at home and let me learn to listen, then there won't be so much tension. It's actually about valuing somebody else. In fact, Stephen Covey, who wrote The Seven Habits of Good Leadership, he wrote this. He said, most people do not listen with the intent to understand. They listen with the intent to reply. In other words, when you're talking to me, I'm just thinking, what am I going to say? What, what do I have to say? I spoke to someone the other day. I said, look, I'm just going, I wanted to tell them what happened at the shop. And I said, you know, I went down the road. You went down the road? Why did you walk down the road? Why didn't you take my car? My car? No, I wouldn't tell you what's happening at the shop, but, but my car's sitting there. You could have actually taken my car. Well, there goes my conversation. It's just disappeared because we didn't listen. And we close conversations down because we do not listen, because we are too intent on giving a response. I came up with five different types of listeners that don't listen. Are you ready for them? Here's the five types of listeners that don't listen. Number one, the distractor. The distractor is the one who, when you're talking to them, they're actually thinking about something else. They're actually thinking about what's on my phone. They're thinking about what's the next job I've got to do. They're thinking about, oh my goodness, I've got to go home and I've got to do that and I've got to do this. They're distracted. They're distracted with their phones. They're distracted with their own pain. They're distracted with their worries. And the distractors don't listen. Why? Because their brain is going 100 miles an hour and they can't hear what you're saying. So there's a distractor. Here's another one. The fixer. Just got to fix it, right? We got to fix it. Us males, we love to fix things. I'm always fixing something. So when you talk to me, I'm just trying to work out how do we fix it? What's the problem? What's the way to fix it? What advice can I give you? And the fixers aren't hearing you. They're too busy trying to solve the problem. So there's the fixer. Then there's the advisor. Similar to the fixer, but they're just waiting to give you advice. I spoke to someone in preparing this message. Good friend of mine, he runs um, a massive organisation and he rang me up. He says, so Steve, what are you doing, mate? I'm really busy at the moment. I'm trying to put together a message. He said, what's the topic? I said, listening. Well, before I could finish, he's already Googling a whole heap of stuff and ready to send it through to me. I go, no, you're not listening. You see, the advisor's waiting to give you advice. In fact, what they're hearing is going through their filing system, trying to work out what file I'm going to pull out of my brain to give you, what book you need to read, what advice. Or there's the competitor. I hear your story, but i got a better story, right? Uh, we went fishing. Oh, we went fishing. Oh, we did this. Oh, I did that. The advisor, don't hear because I'm busy. Sorry, the competitor's busy trying to find a better story. Or there's the dominator. We saw that on the video, right? 
the dominator. I like my voice better than yours and I'm going to dominate the conversation. So you say something, I'm just waiting for you to take a breath. Take a breath, take a breath and suddenly you can... I've got a particular member of my family, I won't mention who, and it's not my wife, it's someone else. And if they're in the car, you just shut up and listen. They go 100 mile an hour, and not only do they talk about their stuff, they start telling your stories. And it's like, I want to correct it, but hey, you don't take a breath. I think you've got an oxygen mask, because you just keep on going. The dominators. I want to give you one more. There's one more I want to give you. This is a bonus. And it's, uh, I know, the I knowers. How many people, I know, I know, I've been there, I know. I've got one particular colleague who constantly is going, oh yeah, I know that because I studied this, I've done that, I've done that, I've done that, I've done that, I've done that. And it, all they're saying to me is, shut up, Steve, because I know. I'm not listening, I know. The I knowers aren't going to listen to you. So here's the question. Why do we need to listen? Let me give you some ideas of what is the value of listening. What's, what is, you'll be glad I did it. Number one, if you listen, you will grow in wisdom. Not knowledge. That's different to wisdom. Knowledge is information. Wisdom is so much deeper. You might know, you heard Mark speak about this last week, King Solomon. In the Old Testament, he was the son of King David, took on the job probably a bit sooner than he expected. He was only 20. In fact, he thought his brother was going to take it on, but he didn't, so he got the gig. And he has this dream, and in this dream, God's speaking to him, and God says, so, buddy, what are you going to want to be king? Didn't quite say it like that, but this is the Steve Hall version. And, and he says, lots of girls? Nah. Lots of money? Nah. He had that anyway. Um, maybe a lot of power. This is what he asked for. He said, I want wisdom. The wisdom is going to help me rule so much better than all the wealth of the world, even though he had that. And he was so wise, he wrote his own book called Proverbs that people still repeat today. And one of those Proverbs, since he is the wisest man in the world, we should listen to it, says in Proverbs 12, 15, fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen. The wise listen. You see, wisdom starts with listening. Knowledge doesn't start with listening. That's just grabbing. But wisdom starts with listening. Here's another one. Wisdom will help you grow in relationships. Sorry, let me go back. Listening will help you grow your relationships. Guarantee it. You want to grow a relationship? Learn to listen. Again, I'm not talking about sitting there being quiet. I'm talking about the key and the art of listening. As I said, it's the easiest but the hardest thing to do. Here's an interesting fact. Do you know it takes 100 muscles to say a word? I don't know who counted them. That's not using your brain muscle. That's just a physical muscle, right? 
It takes 100. Do you know how many muscles you use to hear? 10. In other words, we're all overachievers because we all want to use the muscles to talk. And yet if we slow down and listen, we could actually build something of significance, and especially in the area of relationships. If you've read the Bible, you will find all through the Bible, the whole concept of the Bible is learning to listen. Right back in the Garden of Eden was learning to listen. Even in Revelation, it's about listening. And if you read Philippians 2, which is one of the books that Paul wrote, Apostle Paul wrote years ago, chapter 2 is all about Prefer the other person. Be like Christ. It's about listening. Corinthians, the great verse in 13 that everyone reads at their weddings. It says, love is patient. Love is kind. Love prefers the other person. In other words, it's the key to listening. If I could listen, I could build up. Bonhoeffer, the great Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the theologian that everyone quotes because they love his name. He says this. Poor listening diminishes the other person, while good listening invites them to exist and to matter. Imagine that. You love someone and you want them to exist and to matter. The best thing you can do is to learn to listen. Listen. Hear what they have to say. So here's another thing it does. The third thing that listening will do. And this is so cool. I love this one. I've been practicing this one. It will grow your faith. I don't know what your faith might be. I don't know whether it's what, what spirituality you are in, but tell me now, let me tell you, learning to listen, you will grow spiritually. You will grow in faith. But for us, I believe you will grow in relationship with God. Because this is what it says. Romans, written by Paul, the Apostle Paul, he wrote this. He said, so faith comes from hearing. That is hearing the good news about Christ. You see, faith comes when we stop to hear. I love what Jordan said just now. And we need to learn to stop and listen. It might be a word on the TV. It could be a scripture. It could just be looking at nature. But if we stop and listen, your faith will grow. You know, it's interesting. This is, this is Matthew 17. Jesus has got his disciples and he's pretty excited about revealing a new part of who he was, right? They know him as a rabbi, great teacher, done a bit of healing, awesome. And then he says to three of his mates, guys, I want to show you a new part of me. Come for a walk. And they walk up a hill. And they get to the top of the hill. And all of a sudden, the glory of heaven comes. It's called the Mount of Transfiguration. And he is transformed. And they go, wow, this is good. Let's make a couple of tents. So they start building tents. Because whenever there's a move of God, we go, let's have a revival meeting. Let's do this. Let's put the tents up. And, and all of a sudden... God speaks. Imagine that, the voice of God from heaven. And what does he say? He says, this is my boy. This is my son. And I'm so well pleased with him. Brings me great joy. Just like a dad would, right? This is my son. And then he says this. So 
go to church every Sunday, serve everywhere, give lots of money, work really hard. No, he didn't say that. He only said one thing, one instruction. You look it up in Matthew 17, 4, and he says, listen. Listen to him. That's the only instruction God gave to those disciples when they saw the glory of God. Listen. How do we listen? I want to go through how we could grow in this. And this is another story. It's a great story. Jesus has just, um, you'll find it in Matthew again, Matthew 15. And Jesus has just found out that his good mate, his cousin, has been executed, had his head chopped off. Pretty gross. gross. And, and he says, Jesus is really upset. He finishes his job. He's talking to a whole bunch of people on a hill again and decides he's got to give them lunch. So he feeds a whole bunch more people, 4,000 this time. And then he says to his disciples, fellas, I've got to get away. I've got to get away. You go off to the other side of the lake and I'll meet you there. So Jesus goes up, spends some time alone. He's being still. He's listening. His disciples are off on the boat. The storm comes. The, the storm is really bad. They're, they're, they're hanging around on that boat. They're chucking things overboard. They're shouting at each other, you do this, you do that. Have you got that yet? And the noise of the wind, the noise of the waves, life, they're just trying to survive. And all of a sudden, in their surviving, they look out. There's a ghost. No, it's not. I reckon that looks like Jesus out there. And so Jesus says, fellas, don't worry, it's me, I'm here. Look at what happens. In fact, we're going to pick it up in Matthew 14, sorry, 28. It says, then Peter, Peter, I love Pete, Peter calls to him, he's one of his mates, right, one of his best mates, calls out to God, to Jesus, to this guy, says, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you, walking on the water. I, I love this. Can you picture this? Everyone's trying to survive. There's a storm of life. You've hit the storm of life, some of you. And, and the waves are crashing and the noise is, is so loud, it's just consuming your thoughts. That's all you think about. And you're trying to survive in this boat. But Peter stops doing what he's doing, looks out and has a conversation with a ghost. And he looks out and he says, if that's you, tell me to... Why would he say, tell me to come? He's already spoken to him. He needs to listen. He needs to hear Jesus say, come. We need to stop in the storms and listen. And then he gets out of the boat. Right? So God, Jesus says, no worries, fella. Come on. Come. So he gets out of the boat. Suddenly it's like concrete. He's walking on the water. Woohoo! And then he realises what he's doing and he starts to sink. And Jesus comes along and he, he, he grabs his hand and he says something which is kind of weird. He says, oh, you a little faith picks him up and steps in the boat. Listen to what he said. He didn't say, oh, you of little faith. Oh, my goodness, you're a dropkick. You can't do anything. You're not lit. He didn't say that. He didn't say, oh, gee, you of little faith. I think he went like this. Oh, you of little faith. 
Look what you did. With a little faith, you walked on water. With a little faith, it only takes a little faith to step out of the boat. It only takes a little faith to walk on water. And look what you did. With a little faith, you did that. That's different, isn't it? And then he steps back into the boat and the storm settles. Because the faith, when we learn to listen, our faith grows. When we hear the voice out in the storm, faith grows. I want to give you quickly four things that I believe if you want to. It's not rules. I call them the B attitudes. Your B attitudes for listening. And you don't have to do them. They're advice, remember, not rules. But here's my B attitudes, right? Number one, simple. Be still. Stop. Peter had to stop fighting the storm to listen. You can't listen while you're fighting a storm. You can't listen while you're trying to solve the problem. Be still. You may remember, if you're my age, there was a word we used to use once. It was called boredom. Bored. We don't use that anymore. But there was a time you may remember. You may remember when you stood in a line and you had nothing to do. And you started talking to people in the line as you're waiting to, to, to get your ticket or to, to buy something at the post office. You stood in a long line and you had nothing to do. Maybe you might remember the times when you used to get in a lift and you stood there with nothing except for three other people. And you may, if you're bold, start a conversation. But we don't have that anymore, right? Because we've got this thing called an iPhone. And it keeps us busy. In fact, they say 70% of people, when they're doing nothing, will pick up their phone. Because there is so much information. There is so much to do. There's YouTubes. There are, there's Googling. There's messages. There's Facebook. There's, there's podcasts. There's, wow, there's so much information. I don't have to be bored anymore. And therefore, I don't be still. See, the Bible says, be still and know that I am God. In this society, if we're going to learn to listen, we need to learn to put it down, to put that thing down. Be still. A few weeks ago, we were pretty tense in the office. There's lots of things going down. Money wasn't looking good. Staff wasn't looking good. Students at our our rehab centre weren't going well. And I was stressing, and my whole office knew I was stressing. Because they were stressing, because I was stressing, and everyone's stressing. And I said, guys, I'm out of here. Got to go for the day. I drove up to the hill, sat on my rock, fell asleep. Woke up, went for a walk, came back. Did I go to answer my problems? No. Did he suddenly put a whole heap of money in the bank account? No. But I heard his still voice. We need to learn to be still. But we also need to be Quiet. Be still. Be attitude number one. Be quiet. 
I'm not talking about being quiet as in stop talking. I'm saying get this quiet. Get this quiet. Stop the internal noise, not the external noise. We've got to be quiet. They did a, uh, um, a research, actually. It was another research that was done in Texas this time um, by a business school to see the impact of smartphones again. And this is what they said. They said, smartphones reduce our cognitive capacity. They actually made the comment that if your phone is near you, you will constantly be thinking and keep reverting back to, I wonder if there's a message. I wonder if there's something. I And the phone reduces our cognitive ability. When you're talking with someone and you have your phone, even if it's just sitting to one side, it will impact you. They say that students who have their phone near them by their studying will only study for 10 minutes out of 15. They actually say it's a lot less than that. Why? Because it's a distraction. It's just having it nearby. You see, we've got to learn to turn our brains off and be quiet. The internal quietness, silence, Bonhoeffer said, facilitates the expansion of the soul. It is when we are silent, we listen, feel and connect to our higher self and raise our level of awareness. Uh, this is not new stuff. This is all through the scriptures. Jesus talked about this heaps that we need to learn to be still, to be silent. Silence is golden. Or the old monk of the day said, silence is God's language. We need to learn to be silent. But here's another one, silent. We need to be present. I, how many times have you I walk in my, my corridor at work and I'm talking to someone, and all of a sudden, say, oh, excuse me, excuse me, calls coming in. Hello, hello. Who are you talking? There's a thing sticking out their ear. Have you ever been with somebody who's got something in their ear, and you're going, are you listening to me, or are you listening to something else? Right? And, and we've got this habit now where people walk around with this extra voice in their ear called an ear pod. And it's there all the time and it's like constantly and it's like, take the ear pod out because I'd like to be with you rather than share it with someone else. We need to learn to be present. I don't think we're constantly present. We're somewhere else. How do I how do we become present? The posture of presence. One, open your arms. Two, have eye contact. Three, take the ear pod out. Four, put the phone away. Five, just engage with the person because they're valuable. See them as valuable. And here's the last one. Be present. Sorry, be quiet. Sorry, be still. Be quiet. Be present. And last, be practised. You see, listening, believe it or not, isn't natural because we've learned a different way of life. So we have to practice. You won't go home and start listening today. you just got to practice it. We put it into practice day after day. Every day, get up in the morning just for two, three minutes and put the phone away, put everything away. Just sit in a special space and just be still and listen. You might hear the voice of God speaking to you. He stands at the door and he knocks and he's waiting for someone to hear him. We need to learn to practice 
being still. We need to practice learning to listen. Put that stuff down. Put, dump it on a piece of paper. Whatever you do, find a way to be still, to be quiet, to be present. Let's pray. Father, we just want to stop right now in this place. Like Jordan did. We just want to be still in your presence, Lord God. There's lots of stuff going on in our brains right now. And Lord, we just want to park them. Just, just put them to one side. We want to breathe. It says you are the breath of life. We want to breathe you in. We want to turn our internal ear to you. We want to learn to listen, to value your presence more than our problem, to value your voice rather than our problems. We want to value you, Lord God, by listening and learning to listen and to be still, and to know that you are God. And not to look at the circumstances around us. Holy Spirit, even now in this place, you're all around us. Help us to hear your voice, because your voice is an encouraging voice. It says, I got this. We're going forward. We're going to grow bigger than you ever thought if you learn to listen to me. In Jesus' name, amen. We really hope you got a lot out of this message. If you live in the Perth area, we'd love for you to join one of our live experiences. For times and directions, as well as information, head to our website, elevatechurch.me. For those of you beyond the Perth area, we'd love for you to connect with our online experience, which premieres every Sunday via YouTube and Facebook Live and on demand immediately after. And to partner with us to reach more people by giving financially, head to our website, elevatechurch.me and also download our Elevate Church AU app.